0: Hey everyone, it's Tyler and welcome back to Toyota Untold. Since the Lexus LC500 convertible was revealed at the 2019 LA Auto Show, people have just been salivating, waiting to get their hands on it. And the wait, it's almost over. This vehicle is equipped with the same luxurious interior and 471 horsepower, 5.0 liter V8 engine as the original Coupe. That same familiar roar of the engine, But now it's just a little bit sexier. My coworker, Audrey, has been drooling over this car like many of our customers. And I always like to tease her because she used to work on the Lexus side of the business. and Now she works on the Toyota side of the business. So every time she says LC, I say, you mean Land Cruiser? She does not appreciate this. But we get a good laugh over this and she just cannot wait to get her LC convertible. Kelsey and I got the chance to sit down with two members of the Lexus team that worked on this beautiful car. Chad DeShane and Josh Burns to talk about what it's like when you get the opportunity to get behind the wheel of this car. So today on Toyota Untold, Kelsey, we are talking about the Lexus LC convertible. And today we have Chad DeShane and Josh Burns from Lexus who are going to talk about it. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank
0: you. And if people remember, Josh has been on our podcast before, but yeah. you were on the Toyota side, and now you've made your way over to Lexus.
1: We're all one big family. Exactly.
0: One it over to the fancy side. <laughs> so, LC Convertible, this started off as a concept, right, that was unveiled at the Detroit Auto Show?
2: Yeah, it was a slight little teaser that we wanted to showcase off to uh, the public and kind of get a reaction see what mm-hmm. people thought about it.
0: And what did people think about it?
2: we're making it. So that's the reason (laughs) why uh, everyone is very, very excited about this vehicle. And quite frankly, that's one of the beauty parts of the LC. Once you looked at it, you knew it had to be a convertible someday. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's what the people wanted. So now we finally released that in LA and uh, we're excited to have that coming.
0: That's right. At the LA Auto Show, it was the big unveil of the convertible. Listen, I love to drive a tank. I drive a GX. I talk about it all the time. A lot of people are moving towards SUVs or we've been moving towards SUV over the couple past couple of years. Why a convertible? Why like redesign this and then why a convertible?
2: Well, from my perspective, I think for being a car guy and a car enthusiast, uh, I personally own an LC. I absolutely love this car to death. And why make a convertible is like I said earlier, once you look at it, it just was dying to have the top off. Mm-hmm. To be able to really listen to that engine when you're driving down the road and also just have that breeze going by you. Yeah. One thing at Lexus, we haven't had a convertible for about uh, three years. So we've had that missing from our lineup and our dealers, our owners, and quite frankly, the public have been asking, when's that convertible coming? Mm-hmm. And the LC is just that perfect halo to really bring that style beauty and luxury into our vehicles.
3: Like, do you think that the market for convertibles, although you said that dealers and consumers, you know, are asking for it, and the LC was the perfect vehicle for it, do you think it's kind of a niche market, like more of an enthusiast car?
2: It's a great question. The marketplace actually has a good area of convertibles and Mm -hmm. coupes in that performance uh, luxury coupe uh, buyer. Okay. So there's actually a good marketplace for us. Uh, And potentially we see that the convertible is actually going to open up some new doors and opportunities for us to take even a little bit more of that market share that we've had before in the past.
3: Yeah. And I mean, obviously comparatively to the to the flagship sedans, it's it's you we're never gonna have the volume that we that we do in those vehicles, right? Because it's never the intention. Right? I'm assuming <laughs> I'm like I'm just <laughs> well, saying this like Sh- I know.
1: Chad brought up an interesting word earlier, a halo. I yeah. think LC is a halo vehicle for us. So it is a little bit more of a niche, but it's mm-hmm. a high performance grand touring coupe. Yeah. And we've really taken that and put it into convertible form. And it's it's really more of an expansion of that Halo flagship mm-hmm. vehicle uh, family. So it's kind of an extension of the family. And you're right. It's not going to do the volume of an ES or, you know, one of our big selling vehicles. Mm-hmm. But it it is more of a niche. And I think that's also what gives us some of the liberties to do some of the things that we've done, like with the powertrain, for instance, we're... Going a little bit different direction than a lot of people. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much buzz around electrification, and you know, a turbocharged V6 or a smaller displacement engine. We have a larger displacement V8 in a convertible.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a
1: huge sell for buyers because it's just—it's such a visceral. Jack can speak to it. He owns one.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just makes you live. It's like a vacation every single day when you get inside. Wow, the
3: wow. there's no better endorsement than a vacation really? every day in your car.
2: And and I honestly I can attest to that every yeah. single day. It's Having a V8 inside of a vehicle, especially in this market, like you said, um, most people are going and most brands are going down smaller displacement, adding Mm -hmm. in turbochargers for fuel economy and other reasons behind that. But the V8 is just something about it that just gets your blood pumping, makes you feel alive, makes you feel connected to it, and quite honestly, puts a smile on my face every day.
0: So what's different about this vehicle?
2: So, a different part is the tops out now. Um, so, it's uh, the top wow. is off, so to speak, letting that sun in. So, previously before in the past, uh, the uh, LC had an optional either having a glass roof mm. or having a carbon fiber top. Uh, this opens up the doors, so to speak, or the roof with a, a new fabric top that's been designed that has electric and hydraulic opener and closer. Mm. Okay. And what? Why that's important? Electric and hi- hydraulic. Some brands go with all electric top, and that takes. It's all about speed, opening and closing it, but it can't really deal with the the weight over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Others have hydraulic, which helps with weight. So being electric and hydraulic, best of both worlds Mm -hmm. combined into this, it's able to open and close very quickly.
1: Uh, So open in 15 seconds. Yeah, Uh, close in about 16. Is that a
3: priority for people? Uh,
1: And why? Double that and you might start getting to the answer because, (laughs) you know, there's... I think there's been a focus from some manufacturers to make it be the fastest, What? Uh, and, and and there's some that don't place much much emphasis on it at all. When you start seeing the uh, the times that it takes, but yeah, it, you you want to get in and go, well, so it but, gives you the ability to do that without having to sit and wait. You, you can't operate them at full speed, for instance. Ours actually, you can operate up to roughly 31, 32 mile per hour. So
3: okay. So I've obviously never owned a convertible. I didn't know that you couldn't just like hit the button at any given time.
2: There's a lot of wind at 60 miles an hour on these <laughs> highways here. Especially oh, I'm not in going Dallas, 60. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: oh, we're going 80. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, especially in the LC. Yeah. Uh, you're lucky if you're uh, not going uh, over that. Right. Um, and- as long as speed, 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 limit.
3: limits. speed yeah. limits. Obviously course, on the Autobahn. Course. Talking you about
1: like New Mexico <laughs> <laughs> on the <laughs> desert. Of course. Yeah.
3: Okay, so got it. So it, it because when you get in the car, you want to put the top down and take off. And so that's a priority. If obviously. it starts
0: raining or something like that, yeah. and you're going 30 miles per hour. Yeah, and, and then, If you've actually ever seen a
2: convertible person uh, that has a vehicle at a stoplight and you see them opening up their top and then all of a sudden it's a green light and either their top's taking a very, very long time uh, and everybody starts honking their horn like, move, move, uh,
3: move. Good to know. Or…
2: They uh, are just sitting there going, "Oh, what do I do? What do I do?" And then they just let it go, and then it's halfway open, and they start driving off, and it's just, <laughs> it looks kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice having it going faster for okay. you. Okay.
3: We touched, Josh. You said something earlier, and I know there's probably a ton of people that know what this is, but we've we've mentioned the term "halo vehicle" a lot this year as it pertains to to Supra. What does what does halo Halo vehicle actually mean for non auto people?
1: It's a great question for my I, mom who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think not everybody's going to buy a Supra,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? But it definitely draws attention to the brand. Yeah. So it's an aspirational vehicle. It's mm-hmm. something that uh, there are people that seriously look at it and say, I need to have one. I'm going to buy that vehicle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's some that look at it and dream about it, right? So it's an aspirational vehicle for us. And mm-hmm. it kind of, it's it's a performance vehicle and it sets a certain standard, I think. Yeah, LC does that for Lexus as well. Mm-hmm. And... Not everyone's going to necessarily buy it, but it draws attention to the brand, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's I don't know it's it's a headline for yeah. you, right? Really, it's it's aspirational. Up, it absolutely is. I, I, truth be told, I think for a lot of people, a forerunner is is not necessarily a halo vehicle, but is an aspirational vehicle. Exactly I think for, for a lot me. of people, mm-hmm. f- yeah, forerunners, you 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 feel like you know, there's a certain mark, I think. Mom,
3: I made it. Well, <laughs> same, yeah,
1: on the Toyota side, that's been Land Cruiser for yeah, over 60 years here in the sure. US. And then for the Lexus side, LX does that on the SUV side as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, Lexus does that. Yeah. You know, Toyota yeah. may have been their entry into the brand or maybe they yeah. had an IS initially on the Lexus side, but, you know, they may aspire that this is the vehicle I want.
0: Yeah. And it's either that, I feel like it's either aspirational or it's that emotional connection that you have To a vehicle or brand, basically, that makes it a halo product.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: and there's you you look. It brings
0: goodwill to the rest of the brand that vehicle.
1: It does, and you look at what it is. I mean, it it is a dedicated focus on driving and Mm -hmm. driving performance. Right. So it it may be an aspiration for someone, and it might be uh, just a dream for them. Mm -hmm. And for others, it's you know it's a reality that they want to drive every day. But it definitely draws attention to the brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it 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 elevates all of the other vehicles, I Mm -hmm. think, in a way.
0: Now, I have to give a shout out to Audrey on my team. Audrey is obsessed with the LC convertible. Not just that. She has an LC sticker on her laptop. And come end of next year, end of 2020, she is going to be getting an LC convertible. What, what? It's all she talks about. Are these the customers or guests that you're hearing from that have been like, I want this car? She, I mean, steady drumbeat from Audrey on this.
2: I think for everyone that... I've met that have had an LC or talking about LC convertible. That's kind of their mindset. As soon as they saw it, they fell in love. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that first love emotion um, that was like for myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw it at a dealer meeting back in 2012, uh, the concept car.
0: When did it come into your career? Like when did it come, you saw it at a dealer meeting, but when did it come into your work life? Uh, To work
2: life? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, I got to be involved with actually helping launch the vehicle on the technical side from the Lexus College. So I helped go around and talk to the media and the press about the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So I started falling a lot in love with it and speaking with the chief engineer and other engineers on the vehicle and the chief designer and really starting to understand the backstory of the vehicle and their passions that they wanted to bring to life on it. And it's just kind of uh, interesting to see a vehicle that changed the look uh, and perspective of Lexus or even any car manufacturer just by one vehicle. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of like the halo aspect as well. Um, This convertible kind of opens those doors for the people that are like, well, I would love to have it, but I would like to have a convertible as well to have the top down. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I may have uh, chosen to go that route as well um, if it was available when it came out to start with. However, uh, I like it to have a hard top too, which is nice uh, for the performance aspect. This vehicle, playing around with it now is just almost a dream in a way. Mm -hmm. Have your dream car in front of you, grab it, and then literally get paid to talk about it. (laughs) Right. You can't find a better uh, gig in the world on that.
3: So I want to talk about like, I mean, it is an aspirational vehicle. So for some people, they may never be in it unless they go test drive it or whatever. So I want to talk about like all of the, the aspects of the vehicle, especially from somebody who owns one. Like, can you walk us through a little bit of the description of what it's like to be in it, paint a picture to for drive us. it, you know and then also, if you've worked with the engineer, come up some of the ideas behind the vehicle and why decisions were made the way that they were
2: yeah sure absolutely. so approach open
3: the door <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, well first off, it's all about walking up to the car okay first. so just looking at the vehicle alone, that's kind of the the starting point when you start uh, feeling the drive in your blood. When you want to just go to the grocery store, as soon as you walk into your garage and you see the vehicle, you say, "Maybe we'll go a little longer today." <laughs> I also have a Forerunner, and that the Forerunner is like I want to go off-roading, but you have to schedule that time to do that. Yeah. LC is like any single time you want to take a longer drive. Yeah, and that's kind of an amazing vehicle. So once you get inside the vehicle, it kind of just starts wrapping around you. As soon as you sit inside those seats, they just hug you. I call it the uh, the hugging action that you're looking for every single day. So it kind of gives you that. Cushion feel. More of a
0: hug than like the F-Sport seats?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I have the touring seats and they have a performance seat Mm -hmm. actually is even, uh, that holds you in tighter. Mm
3: -hmm. So what is that? What is a performance seat like?
2: So, a performance seat basically wraps around you from this your backside all the way up to your shoulder blades. Love handles. And I just want
0: to paint the picture.
2: <laughs> and really hold you in. Exactly. It just wants to grab your right. love handles yeah. and go all the way up to your neck. Um, kind of hold you in. But the main point of that is you feel secure. Okay. So, when you're going around like an on-ramp, let's try to bring it home a little bit here. Yeah. You go on an on-ramp that kind of has a curve to it and you're accelerating going up through that corner in a regular seat on a normal vehicle you'll start feeling a little bit of a slide mm-hmm. into it. You can feel your back moving across you're the seat a left to right. Bit, yeah. So you're starting to use your abdomen a lot. So uh, it can tire you out. Hmm. With a performance vehicle, you're constantly trying to stay at a faster speed around a corner when you're on a racetrack. So the whole point of sports seats and performance seats are to hold you in so that way you can do it for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So with it holding you in to the seat all the way up to your shoulder blades, you feel that seat just almost like one with you. So when you are going around those corners, you're staying put. No matter how hard you're going into the corner, uh, your head may turn a little bit, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to feel a little bit more relaxed.
3: So it's keeping your focus on driving instead of what your body's doing while you're driving. Yeah, and
2: you can do it longer. Yeah. Because once you start driving at those speeds, you don't want it to stop Mm -hmm. uh, for any reason. So you don't want to get tired. So having those type of seats inside of a Grand Touring Coupe made to go for long-distance drives Mm -hmm enjoy those canyon roads or some nice country roads here in Texas, for example, you want to go for a long period of time and not be tired. Yeah. So that's a great point of our Lexus vehicles over the recent years. We're really focusing in on how comfortable you are in the seat so you're more relaxed and more refreshed. Mm-hmm. We want you to be able to take that vehicle and keep going and going and going.
3: Yeah. Okay, so now we're sitting in the seats. You turn the car on, I'm assuming. We're getting there.
1: Uh, Turning the car on, (laughs) that's an experience in itself. (laughs) It just roars and says, hello.
3: Yeah. It's 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 kind
1: of almost a growl to it, I think, right? Like, Uh I don't know, is it growl, is that right?
2: And then the gauges just come alive. Mm Kind of like when our Lexus vehicles, uh, we pulled over a lot from our LFA supercar and brought in a lot of that into our vehicles today. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things you start noticing in our performance vehicles is a TFT LCD display that kind of just wakes up and moves. And it actually is is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a metal circular bezel ring in the middle mm-hmm. um, to focus in on your tachometer and speed. So that way you're just focused in one way. Mm-hmm. But if you need more information, as we do with safety systems and things like that nowadays, yeah. you can look at your fuel economy and everything else. You can tap a button on the steering wheel and that bezel actually slides and moves over. Now that could be silent. They could have made it that way, but they actually have a mechanical noise of it sliding when it moves, which is actually, I think, really, really cool about the vehicle. It makes it more mechanical, more robust of a vehicle. And that can be interchange. Mm-hmm. You can select how you want to drive. If you want to be in Eco Mode, I personally haven't put my car ever in Eco Mode. Mm-hmm. Comfort, which is kind of nice in some of the expansion choices here in Texas.
3: So what is that? What are the differentiations there?
2: So Eco Mode basically is all about trying to focus in on proper RPM levels and gear shifting to have higher fuel economy Yeah, uh, for you. Then you go to the comfort uh, mode, which actually this vehicle has what's called adaptive variable suspension, which actually has 650 different levels of dampening force. So it can actually completely adjust to any surface on the road Mm -hmm. that you're going into. Mm -hmm. That will relax it out to kind of take out of the small undulations in the road and make it a lot more smoother, which is really, really nice. Then you have your normal mode right in the middle. Mm -hmm. So that's just every single day life, looking for performance and fuel economy and an average perfect ride that pretty much you need on every single day. That's pretty Mm -hmm. much where I leave it. However, when you want to go on the country roads or Mm -hmm. drive a little harder and you're on the racetrack, we have Sport S and then we have Sport S Plus mode. Sport S, that changes the throttle input and the gear ratio on the vehicle to hold the gears longer. So that way, you're in a higher RPM level. So that way, you're hearing more from the engine. You have a little bit more torque going into it. So basically, it's that power you want in like a lane change. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to pass somebody with a lane change, you want to get up and go really quickly. Mm-hmm. That's
1: where you want to be. It's kind of where it tries to place you all the time. You don't want it to settle back into a gear, right? You want right. it to stay at a higher RPM so that yeah. you have the more throttle response. Yeah,
2: so it's nothing's in front of you. It's just ready to go. And then Sport S Plus adds in... A little less electric power steering assist, so that way you feel a little bit more out of the road for the steering wheel, and also it, it changes the adaptive variable suspension to be more sport tuned. So you're mm-hmm. feeling everything out of the road, but it keeps the vehicle extremely flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually the biggest thing that I heard from my father. Actually, get inside the vehicle uh, for the first time. He was like, "This." car just rides so flat around corners. I can't believe it. <laughs> He's so used to like older Corvettes and older Mustangs that he used to have as a kid that he always strived for and loved. And they kind of had that lean and, and mm-hmm, body right. roll to the vehicle. And it's it's nothing like the, the modern day performance cars and what this vehicle can do and just stay so flat around corners. You just feel so much more stable. Yeah. You feel like a better driver because of it. Yeah. It's yeah. Nice. yeah.
1: Well, and I think… Those are some important points that were kind of carried over from uh, coupe to convertible. Mm-hmm. Is you, you're you're going to lose some of that rigidity, so some of that performance that you're going to get out of a coupe. We talked a lot about it, uh, about that with Supra, right, mm-hmm. in the past. So some of that performance you get on the coupe side, you just you have a firmer structure, so you can put more demands on it with your mm-hmm. suspension with with how firm all of those elements are yeah. so that the car can respond to that. Uh, you lose a, some of that with a convertible because you lose the top. So, uh-huh, you don't have that same. Yeah. It's not even just the weight. It's also just the structure itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have more bracing in the top of it, right? Mm-hmm. That allows you to kind of put more force at each corner of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that was one of the big changes that engineers really looked at is trying to retain that structural rigidity. So that it'll, it's not going to be identical to coop, of course, yeah. but so that they can kind of retain those same characteristics that the chat's speaking to on the on the coop side, and have that translate over to convertible.
0: And Josh, what was the response from the media?
1: Unbelievable! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they loved it. Uh, it was so we we did a couple cool things this year. So we didn't have a traditional press conference mm-hmm. at LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our traditional booth space. So any right. Anyone that went there and attended the show, it looked like business as usual. But on the front end of the show, we, instead of doing a, a traditional press conference, we actually had a party off-site. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. We got to kind of tell the LC story. We had coupe there. We had convertible there. And we also had the LF-30 electrified uh, concept vehicle. Mm-hmm. But the the convertible, no doubt, was the star of the show. Everyone loved it. And kind of to Chad's point earlier, I think a lot of people said, it kind of feels like this is what it was all along.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of like I was confused for a bit. I was like, wasn't it always a convertible?
1: Well, <laughs> you know what? It's funny too, because the same, we just talked about kind of structural rigidity and the performance yeah. angle. Like that's a very important component to this vehicle, but also the lines. Chad talked about falling in love with the lines earlier.
3: On the outside.
1: That was a huge mm-hmm. part of the design story with convertible was making sure you retained like that sleek, sexy curvature yeah. that that everyone really loves about LC.
3: Yeah.
1: was kind of trying to make sure that that it doesn't just look like an LC with ch- the top cut off. You know, right. it mm-hmm. still retains those lines so there's a lot of little careful detail in in how the top slides in mm-hmm. you know aside just from the quality of the components of how it functions but also just making sure that when it comes to rest you know that it is covered and it looks clean and that
3: yeah
1: all the all the lines to to kind of keep certain certain sounds out that you want like mm-hmm. wind deflectors and stuff like all those things are just very carefully crafted to make sure it doesn't take away from the overall vehicle yeah, and besides that, they had to add in the fact of making sure you still have trunk space
2: with the yeah. convertible, <laughs> um, which actually they did a remarkable job on this vehicle. So, the convertible top actually, if you look at our LC hybrid, we still have a hybrid battery behind the rear seats on that vehicle. The convertible top fits just in that exact mm. same spot. So, mm-hmm. you still have great trunk space for this type of a vehicle, uh, which really helps with the usability of every single day. Yeah. So, that uh, that was one of the biggest things I learned from the engineers was that is, was the hardest point, is to yeah. create those lines so that way it didn't look like it was just chopped off and to keep it right in that trunk area where the top could just stay yeah. put and stay mm-hmm. down.
0: Josh talked about the media response. What was the dealer response? Are dealers excited about this vehicle?
2: So, <laughs> that's a great question. And dealers have been asking for this and love it. Mm-hmm. Um, for
3: themselves they, or for their customers? Yeah, for <laughs> the customer.
2: <laughs> uh, See because all they actually the love... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But talking about the guests, the guests are hampering on this. Even uh, before this convertible is coming out, people were asking about it. They heard rumors mm-hmm. of a convertible coming. Always. And uh, doing dealership training, that's what we've always heard. It's when the convertible coming? When is the convertible coming? It's like, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah. You won't be too disappointed when it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's like, this is amazing. Yeah, um, That's kind of what the whole point of it is. The yeah. guests are now lining up, getting ready for this vehicle. And we're pretty much going to probably see a lot of people lean towards this convertible side um, over Coupe. We actually are are seeing that for moving forward into this vehicle. Mm-hmm.
3: So, I know we talked about the driving performance and you know the way that you feel when you're driving the vehicle. But what about the... I'm sure there's other elements that customers will have feedback on or have had feedback on for the Coupe and now the convertible, which is things like the technology. And all the other little uh, finesse that Lexus tends to put on their vehicles that that really truly make a difference. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of those things? It's
2: talking about connectivity. The vehicle has it all. So, you have Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, and Lexus Plus Alexa, which is Amazon Alexa inside your vehicle, kind of mm-hmm. like a, you have uh, Toyota Plus uh, yeah. Alexa inside the vehicles. Uh, so, you have anything you want, and it mm-hmm. makes it just that much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, we did on the Lexus side, we did a retrofit of CarPlay into the vehicle and just made so much greater joy out of, out of right. people with the, yeah. the LC. So now offering the Android Auto as well for those buyers, mm-hmm. um, it just it solves all the
1: questions that people yeah. are asking um, and gives everyone what they need. Well, and I think too, there's, the LC Coupe is amazing mm-hmm. just to sit inside it. It's just a beautiful vehicle. Mm-hmm but there are certain things that you want to emphasize and certain things that you don't in a convertible. So there was a lot of careful uh, design elements into enhancing certain sounds and keeping others out. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the biggest things we were talking about LFA earlier, we were talking about the visceral sound of the engine and Mm -hmm. just having a naturally aspirated V8. So there's actually... uh, a way that engineers enhance that sound. It's its essentially a diaphragm that's between the engine compartment and the passenger compartment. It doesn't allow any air in uh, mm-hmm. in any way, but it allows some of that sound to kind of amplify a little bit into the cabin mm-hmm. to kind of so give you're, you... you're like feeling it. You yeah. feel that. But then while you're driving with the top down, you want to make sure that you don't have a lot of wind noise. You want to make sure that, you know, you can hear the engine and you yeah. can hear your passenger, uh, but not everything else. So... Mm-hmm. I know Chad's actually spent a little bit of time in the vehicle, uh, so he may be able to speak a little bit better to that. But I know there's a lot of emphasis on yeah keeping certain things out and allowing. What's it sound like, Chad? So you have two different
2: experiences inside this vehicle: one with the top up, and one with the top down. Um, With the top up, going out to dinner—that's kind of what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about—or having a nice, relaxing drive home after a long day, and maybe you just want to have it a little bit quieter. And with that top closed, even it being a fabric top, they did an exceptional job to really showcase off what Lexus is known for, that quiet, comfortable ride. Yeah. And then when you take the top down, it just allows everything to just come alive for you. Mm. So you're hearing everything out of that V8 engine just roar, especially, and just ask you to hit the throttle a little bit more every single time. And what they use um, is... uh, Active noise control. It's mm-hmm. actually also help uh, enhance the noise uh, to make it better. It's not adding anything. What it's doing is it's is taking out a reverberation that happens from the transmission that isn't necessarily ideal of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So it eliminates that sound. Mm-hmm. So it actually is kind of like noise canceling, um, but only for a very small frequency. Uh, and then everything else, you're just hearing that engine just raw power coming from it is a whole nother experience. Yeah. And our audio system partner we have with Mark Levinson, they've been a great partner with Lexus for mm-hmm. a ridiculous yeah. amount of years, and it's really cool how close they are with us with the whole audio experience mm-hmm. because they're actually a part of the development process on all of our cars right yeah. from the very beginning. So when the convertible came up, they obviously had to make some changes. Because uh, the speakers right. aren't in the back on the side anymore, they're now actually in a really cool spot behind the headrests of the rear seats. They have a cutout. Oh, interesting! Area. Wait,
3: the headrest yeah. of the rear seats. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's it's actually a really really cool location to yeah. have a speaker. So that way you're still engulfed with uh, sound, sound in yeah. the entire car. Right. And the vehicle instantly knows or the computer's inside the car, instantly knows when the top's up and the top's down, and it can switch Ah. how the sound is playing inside the vehicle to Mm -hmm. accommodate for that. Yeah. And we tested that to be able to see how it's like when the top's up and when the top's down. Mm -hmm. When you have wind going, how great is that sound? And it's impeccable in all situations. So you can still Mm -hmm. jam out to your favorite music, uh, hear every single note, and not have to worry about that wind noise going by you.
3: Yeah. That's incredible. Um, And then obviously, one thing that's equally important to all of our vehicles, safety element. So, this this have the same safety features as the rest of our Lexus vehicles. Can we talk a little bit about safety in these high-performing vehicles?
2: Absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, that's the beauty part is you can talk about safety on any one of our cars because they all have Lexus Safety System Plus.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so they have a little bit of all worlds to keep you a little bit safer each and every day. Uh, so for things from like pre-collision system, then we have our all-speed dynamic radar cruise control. So it can even take you down to a complete stop, which is awesome in traffic situations um, and morning commutes. Then you have uh, things like lane keeping assist yeah. and also you have your intelligent high beams. So adding in all those different components uh, for the vehicle just makes it that much easier. And you really stop thinking about, at least with the automatic high beams, if you use those in the car, mm-hmm. those are fantastic because you don't even have to think about turning on your high beams or turning them off at any point in time. Traffic's coming. You don't have to worry about blinding them. Yeah. So it's not even just for you, but it's also for
1: everyone else around us. Yeah. It's it's helping everyone stay safer. The
3: ultimate in beauty and consideration. Exactly. <laughs> I love that
1: line. There are also some safety features that are unique to convertible. Uh, Chad, I know that in the event of a rollover, there's a system that engages in that instance.
2: Yeah. So right behind the driver and passenger areas in the back of the rear seats, it'll actually expand up uh, to roll bars and that will just... Uh, will come right up when the vehicle sensed that it's going to do a rollover and block out all that instance into the cabin so that way there's no protrusion in.
0: It you're minimizes sure. impact,
2: essentially.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, typically, if you have a convertible and the top's down and it doesn't have this safety feature, then you're just kind of assuming that risk, right?
1: I think in the in the vein of all all of our right. Lexus products, that safety is still at the forefront. Paramount.
3: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, Chad. So, you are
0: a driver. You have an LC that you drive. People are going to get this vehicle, the LC Convertible, just to have as like a driver's car. But do you think people will collect this car as well? Will it be a collector's car?
2: I hope so, honestly, because I think this is uh, the new chapter for for Lexus and being kind of those collector cars. So the SC, for example, the SC430 and the vehicles before that, that was it's starting to be a really big collector car right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and People are striving to try to find SCs. Because the coupe styling uh, of a vehicle from Japan is a little bit different than everyone else uh, in the world. How and so? the L- uh, by the different dimensions they do on the vehicle, how low it is to the ground, and just the driver seating position is mm-hmm. a little bit different. And the LC is no different. This is the vehicle that marks the change of the design philosophy at Lexus and then brings in a unique new driving feel. Uh, into the vehicle. So, a unique new new driving feel we mean by that is kind of what we've all been speaking about here at Toyota is kind of the TNGA. Mm -hmm. But at at Lexus, uh, this is what's called GAL, Global Architecture Luxury Mm -hmm. Platform. It gives you a much more connected driving feel than we had before in the past. And the styling look of this vehicle alone and being in movies like Black Panther and what it's been seen so far in the public's eye, it's it can be not only showcased at an auto show, but it also can be showcased at a fashion show.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: uh, and a study on design. Yeah. So I personally think that this is a car that can continue on because yeah. this is actually the vehicle that's the closest to a concept car that you can buy. Mm. Uh, and that's personally the biggest thing for myself uh, is every person that wants a collector car, they want to have a, con- a concept car. Mm-hmm. This is that you can actually buy. There is no other car that's closest to the concept.
3: And I think that that kind of leads us into a conversation that we're having at Lexus all the time, which is the the lifestyle brand and how Lexus is really moving more towards a lifestyle brand and building products that support that, right? So how does this car, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that it's the ultimate in luxury, but how does this car fit into the direction that Lexus is going in as far as a brand?
1: Well, I think the to Chad's point, you know, on the collector side of it, I think part of this vehicle, it, it's, again, it limited numbers. So I think you have some flexibility with that. I don't want to get into cafe restrictions and emissions yeah. too much, but because it is a lower volume vehicle, I think that's part of the the reason we're able, obviously, we saw a great deal of cars, trucks, and SUVs mm-hmm. across the board, but this is a small enough volume vehicle that we can still put a naturally aspirated V8 in it. Mm-hmm. That is such a unique thing. I think, to Chad's point, that's part of the reason why this will be a collector's vehicle, mm-hmm. because we're not going to see a lot of those vehicles here in the future. Yeah. they just For sure. They, they're not going to be able to make the standards. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- this may be, you know, one of the last of its kind in that regard. So, I think we've always placed an emphasis on driver connectivity you know, even, even when we start talking about safety and we start talking about autonomy, it's always been a priority for us as a company to have that connection to the driver. And I think this vehicle represents that more than anything, right? It's mm-hmm. so very driver-focused. It's so focused on the experience that...
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing I would add to that is also how it's being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this vehicle, it's the only one that is really almost exactly hand-built. Uh, we do actually at Lexus. Uh, so, any of our vehicles, let's talk about Corolla, Camry, or even like ISRX, mm-hmm. those vehicles on a factory line, we have tack times. Mm-hmm. So, we've heard about that. Um, usually on a tack time on a vehicle somewhere between 50 seconds to a minute and a half, maybe mm-hmm. three minutes max.
0: And that tack time for people who don't know is is the amount of time between each vehicle rolling off the line.
2: Yes. And each individual section, you're responsible for this one job and you have three minutes to do your job or mm-hmm. 50 seconds to do your job and then it gets passed on to the next person. It's part of the Toyota processing system to make sure that we can get vehicles out at the highest quality level where we're at and then the whole mass quantity. When it comes to the LC, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently right now, people that actually produce the vehicle on a line at a given time, there's eight people that touch this vehicle.
0: Eight uh, Eight start total to finish. people.
2: Yes, Um, so they have a tech time, get this, 60 minutes.
0: Oh, wow. What?
2: They spend, the vehicle moves one millimeter uh, a second on the line and keeps moving down the line. So it's moving, but extremely slowly. Extremely slow. Um, he said to,
3: 60 seconds? The 60, car is… 60, 60 minutes. minutes. He 60 said 60 minutes. minutes. Oh, I thought you said 60 seconds. I was like, how are eight people building a car <laughs> in 60 seconds? No way.
2: So, 60 minutes is 60 minutes for the first person, 60 minutes for the next yes, person. So build, yes. So yes. Understood. you have eight hours yeah. um, building a car, but they're hand-putting together everything. I mean, in, that's still pretty impressive to me. Eight people. (laughs)
3: Eight people. So it
2: it gives you an amazing uh, feel of that Takumi craftsmanship in our vehicles. And the importance behind that human-centered connection of the vehicle that Mm
3: -hmm.
2: a hand-built vehicle, I think, is the upper echelon of supercars and collector cars Yeah, uh, because it's very human. You can feel it. You can see it. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can't really describe, but you can tell. Mm-hmm. attention to detail. It just really showcases off our Takumi craftsmen that we have inside this company. And it really is kind of their trophy every single day that they're they're showcasing off their mastery and their of their profession that they have.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One last question for you, Chan. Are you planning to get an LC convertible?
2: That's a question I get asked all, all the time. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I absolutely love mine inside now that I couldn't <laughs> be able to, to part with it at this point in time. Uh, Maybe
0: you'll pull one out from you know the
2: the I marketing have to have stock. <laughs> I don't, the good part is on our training side, or in uh, part of Lexus College, we do have a few that are coming in. So I, right. I am going to have an opportunity to drive one when I when we can when we start training this vehicle. However, uh, unfortunately, at this point, I'm already doing ramen a few nights a week. So uh, I don't know if I can do the entire week in ramen.
3: So I think actually, that's probably a point we should at least touch on a little bit is when the, the importance of the dealer education on a new vehicle and how I think that that's really unique to, to Lexus or just the level to that we go to to make sure that our dealers know this car in and out before they're selling it to people. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Sure. And we're really, really excited about this car. Mm -hmm. So we actually have a tour that's going to be happening later on this year where we're going to be traveling around the country to 16 different cities and to showcase off this vehicle and some others uh, and give the opportunity for dealership associates to drive this vehicle and not only drive it, but also see the competition too. Uh, It's very, very important to really understand the competition and the marketplace that we are in, in any any given time. Since we've been away from convertibles for a little time, we're going to spend a great amount of uh, opportunity on the street, statically looking at convertible tops and what's the buyer's intention, why they want to have a convertible, and really giving the all-encompassing open-ended view. The the passion that we have behind our sales associates, we want them to have real perspectives. We want them to be able to tell a story when somebody comes in through the door, says, oh, I want to see an LC convertible. I, I, uh, that's coming out in a couple of months or whatever it ends up being. And they can say, I've driven that car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I felt. This is what you feel as yeah. you're driving the car with the top down, how amazing it was. Right? That's what we're looking for. And especially when we're trying to uh, speak to other guests that might have had convertibles before from other brands to be able to have a apples to oranges type of a discussion with them of saying, well, I understand that experience from that vehicle. I've driven that too. This car, this is what you're going to feel. Yeah. And have that great connection point. So we're going to be doing that. And we're also going to, we've been creating more lifestyle and brand uh, walk-around videos. We've been changing those up which have been going really well. I recently did one um, on the GX. And we're doing one on the LC as well,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: where we're trying to get in the mindset and the lifestyle of this buyer. And then also talk with another pro and a person that's uh, really involved into that segment and getting their perspective Mm -hmm. on the vehicle. So, it's not just about, here's all the 10-point walk around. This is what you're experiencing in the car. And that's where we're at, at Lexus. We're looking to get this, experience amazing. (laughs) That's part of our tagline. (laughs) There it Uh is. It's all about the experiences.
3: Yeah, but I think it's important for customers to know that we really put a huge priority on educating our dealers about vehicles long before the cars hit the lot. So if you're looking for a Lexus vehicle and you want to know all about it, the best person to ask is the dealer.
2: Absolutely. Because you can find all the facts and figures you want on statistics online and through your research but the experiences and understand that backstory and Mm -hmm. that uh, the development, Takumi aspect center, uh, human centered uh, connection that's what you're going to get from that dealership associate getting more of that understanding
3: right, awesome thank you
0: guys for being with us today
3: thanks so much for joining us thank
0: you very much The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and or hosts and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Lexus, a division of Toyota Motor Sales USA Incorporated. Please note that Toyota Motor Sales USA Incorporated is not responsible for any errors or the accuracy or timeliness of the content provided. Used with permission. All rights
1: reserved worldwide.